Welcome back to Talks Podcast, episode number six. I'm excited. Today's going to be a fun one. Um, we have a guest today. He's the fucking man. No, I was not What's told up? to say that. <laughs> Rowan McNett, how you doing today? Good, how are you guys? Doing good, doing good. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Rowan. Uh, so I went to high school with uh, all three of these guys, Sam, Noah, and Ben. Uh, I currently go to the University of Pittsburgh for computer science and a minor in music, and uh, I'm having a good time. That's great. Yeah, yeah, thank you for Rowan, coming on the show today. Of course. Rowan, is, Rowan happens to be a computer science god. False. False. Dude, 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 dude. You have been, much, I, there have been times where Rowan has yelled at me during coding <laughs> compositions, <laughs> and like in a room full of like 40 people, he's like... You are such a fucking idiot. What is wrong with you? I can't lie. It does. It does happen. It does happen. <laughs> okay. Well, that tells us what we're talking about today. We're talking about computer science, comp sci, whatever you want to call it, coding. Um, but first, we're we're gonna start with a tech talk, which is the Apple Car. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start by saying this. Why is Apple making a car? It's it's like the AirPods Max all over again. Why are they making a car? I disagree. I don't think it's the same thing as AirPods Max because AirPods Max are directly competing with another one of their products. Apple Car is like bringing them into a new market. Let me ask you another question. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, like <laughs> that's true. No, that's true. I and mean, people I guess will so. buy it. Like if it has Apple in the name, people will buy it. Yeah, there are some Apple fanboys out there that will buy anything. People, like, Apple, I feel like Apple right now is doing the exact same thing Elon Musk does any time he develops anything. Literally anything. Well, Elon the Musk The boring company flamethrower, the freaking Cybertruck, just ridiculous stuff. <laughs> and, and people buy it, because it's ridiculous. True. It's just something that's like, you know, you know, the exact reason why they're making the car because people like us will talk about it on their fucking podcasts. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, have to ask, you have to ask the question. All right, like who who is a bigger advantage in autonomous driving? Someone who's a leader in tech, right, and like modern technology, or people who've been making like non-autonomous cars? You know, because honestly, I think that they have a closer, uh, you know, comparative advantage to. It can go both ways, kind of, because like tech companies know how to develop the software and exactly. the hardware to oh, I, create an autonomous car. But can they build a car? Just a straight. No, but car? I think yeah, I think it's, Dude, it's I think it's easier to build a car than it is to make it self-driving. I I definitely agree. I, I think the yeah, leaders in tech have the advantage because making a car that stuff's like mega well documented. Yeah, so yeah. have been doing it for a hundred years, but. Autonomous driving is something that is like on the forefront of technology. Yep. It's something that people are still working on. Yeah. So, all right. A little bit of background about <laughs> before people say like Apple's not building a car. That's just speculation. Um, they applied for a testing permit for autonomous vehicles from the DMV. Um, they're currently testing self-driving software, but they don't have a physical car yet. Uh, there's no pre-production model. Or anything like that. Wait, how how are they testing self-driving software without a car? I guess they're using simulations or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
No, there's a, there's a lot of testing that goes into that stuff before you actually use it on a car. Yeah. I wonder how, though. They, I mean, maybe on, like, like, rem like, rem like, remote control cars or robots or something? I mean, I mean, yeah. Um, and a lot of it has to do with, like, sensors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're um, testing each sensor array in its own, like, what it's supposed to do before they put the whole system together and actually put it on the road. Probably yeah. a good idea. It's Definitely, it, yeah. It's not wise to not test a component of your system, because then you put your whole system together and something's wrong and you don't know what it is and you have to retest everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, like, it's like a chain is only as strong as its weakest link, but it's like you don't, you can't even see the chain. You're just like putting it together <laughs> and it just keeps falling apart. And you're like, what <laughs> is, what is going on here? I think another good question is, how long do you think they've been planning this? Because with these things, it's always longer than, you know, people expect or they want to let on. It says here they started in 2014, uh, nicknamed Project Titan. 2014's a long time ago. Yeah, it really is. a long time ago. This is also the first podcast recorded in 2021. So, it's not the yeah, first. It's not I the first so released in 2021, though. Yeah, it's not the first released, but yeah. Um. Yeah, it says here that a thousand employees worked on the or the project Titan starting in 2014. Um. Says they're aiming for 2024, three years. That's ambitious. Um. It is ambitious, but yeah. I don't know. I think with Apple's resources, they could pull it off. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's what it, that's what they're aiming for. Um, the Apple analyst—I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name—says it won't launch until 2025 to 2027 at the earliest. Um, I think that's more accurate. Yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna be delayed. They're saying at the earliest. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna like, go ahead and predict that it's gonna <laughs> be delayed. Yeah, probably. But, okay, have you guys seen some of the, like, designs for it? Because it looks kind of wacky, but it's kind of genius at the same time. Yeah. I, I just don't think that it. the Apple logo would look good on a car. Like, that's the first thing I think of. I'm like, it's just not look good. Am I no, wrong in saying that? It'll, no, it'll shock you. It'll shock you. It's like, like the Cybertruck. It's like the Cybertruck, bro. No, the Cybertruck is still ugly. It's still ugly. <laughs> No, 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 but it, it shocks it you. So it shocks you. Gross. That's the point, bro. That is the point. That's true. That's the true. point is for you to be like, that shit's ugly. And it then, works. That shit's okay, like Have very you guys ugly. seen the prototype that's in the uh, the website? That's on the website? Yeah. On It's on a Lexus, and the array is huge. Yeah. Really? It looks like there's two kayaks on the top. Well, I'm, I'm sure it's going to get scaled down. Yeah. Um, and hidden better. But like, wait, have you have you seen? There's like some like concept designs out there, and it has spherical wheels. I'm I don't not, believe any. Why? Why? I, I don't know. How it do you drive a wheel. spherical wheel? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you, you. I have one more concern with this car. Yeah. If the Tesla Roadster with a zero to sixty time in under two seconds is coming out this year, next year. Like Apple's gotta gotta come out with a banger in six years that's gonna rival that car. Like what what is their market? I mean, but the no, te the not. Tesla Roadster isn't self driving. They can put it's that a technology market. in there. What? 
it's also no, it's also what two hundred twenty thousand dollars. It's like, it, what do you think? Honestly, it, not that much. It's insane. Apple's Apple's charging three hundred dollars for their new headphones. What do you think they're gonna charge for a fucking That's car? <laughs> uh, honestly, hey, less think? than two hundred thousand. I don't know. What, about do you, what do you think their What do you think their profit margin is on this thing in thousands of percent? Like twenty. What do you think? Best Buy get on this If you think about the amount of like work going into like designing it, it honestly yeah, might not be that much. R and D is the main the main budget. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might make it a Halo car. We don't know. True. They might just not make any money on it because they're already ripping everybody else off for all their other products. They're making enough money already. We don't know. Um. Anything else on on the Apple Car? Oh no, I think it's a good decision. I think investment to autonomous vehicles is uh, is always good, but also I think that perhaps more important is the investment into like all autonomous vehicles rather than just a singular one, because it's much easier to have autonomous vehicles if you have a grid that can handle autonomous vehicles and all of them are autonomous yeah, yeah I mean, going on sorry no go ahead i was just gonna say like if if every vehicle is autonomous like theoretically the crash rate should be reduced to zero yes because every car follows the rules to a t then yeah it's gonna be there's not gonna be any crashing but once you have one dr- actual human driver then you have human error instead of computers mm-hmm um, yeah, but human error is already so much higher than current self-driving cars. Yeah, I mean we've well, seen like even, even have even having like a few thousand self-driving cars on the road already makes things safer. Well, okay, wait, but my I actually have an argument against that because if you have a computer, a computer has a lot more trouble predicting a human than another computer. So, is it actually safe to have a human? A human has a lot more trouble predicting a hu- human than a computer does. A computer has the data sets that the computer's working with are with dealing with human drivers. You know what I mean? I think that right, uh, yeah, right no, about that right. one. They're gonna feed this thing a shit ton of data. Yeah, I mean they already. Right. Ha- I mean Tesla already has. You know, I mean they're just continuously every day. I feel like they're giving it more data. Ben, going back to what you said about like supporting all autonomous vehicles, like they're using. A sensor. They're using a sensor system called lidar in their uh, in their right, and it's already like yeah, no lidar. Yeah, lidar is in like the new iPhones and iPads. Yeah, I did. I did a my freshman year of college. I did this project that was like programming an autonomous drone to like navigate a maze, and we used like a like four lidar sensors on top to sense where walls were. So why don't they just advance that technology and then give it to everybody else? Like, don't patent it or anything. Like, I don't know. Just an idea, Apple. If you're listening, <laughs> just I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the main problem is like the software, because you can have a sensor, but you have to tell the sensor how you want it to work. So it's not as simple as like stop this distance from like. I don't know a wall. Like uh, on our on our autonomous drones, we had something called a PID controller, uh, which has three 
terms, it has a proportional term to control directly how far away you are from like a wall. Um, it had an integral term to reduce steady state error, which is like when you're close to where you want your target to be, but not quite. And it had a derivative term to prevent overshoot. So it had like three things working to um, to get it this constant distance from a wall, and it seemed like a very simple problem, but you needed a ton of testing to uh, tune it to get it right. And so it's it's more complicated than just like putting a sensor on it. Yeah, that's true. But if Apple if Apple is investing in this technology and they're using it in iPhones, it's going to become cheaper, which I think is important for the future of self-driving cars. Yeah, as long as they don't hold it to themselves, it'll be useful when other startups uh, decide to go into this technology. True. Um, okay, let's talk about uh, just what is computer science. Today's actual subject, we just talked about <laughs> that for a while, but what is computer science? Why is it important? Rowan? Take it away, Rowan. Alright, um, so computer science is kind of well, it's the science of computers, I think more so than it is programming, to be honest. Um, I mean, c- computers every year, they become more complex, right? And so understanding them and kind of understanding the architectures, it's a science, right? And that's what computer science is. Um, and of course, programming is important, but um, I think with a lot of fields, specific programming languages and ways of doing things can become you know, old and unused, but the actual science and methodology can remain for much longer. So. Yeah, so computer science is essentially the science of a computer. Exactly. Um, And it's not specifically just coding, is what he's saying. I think, like, non... Sorry, Ben, continue. I think, like, non-computer science majors, like, people that are in engineering but don't do computer science, think of computer science as coding. But like, if you're working at the forefront of computer science, it's not really what it is. I mean, you know how to code, mm-hmm. but like, it's more like working working with computer architecture, like the computer engineering guys, to figure out like what's best. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's why engineers can't replace computer scientists. You know, I mean, engineers can be taught programming languages, but it's a whole nother thing to be taught, you know, the most efficient way to use them, right? And the, and the best way to, like, implement algorithms and, and X, Y, Z. Yeah, uh, I don't really understand it, but I'm not a comp sci major, so. Hmm. <laughs> but I think it's important, you know, I, everything has a computer in it, everything's becoming smart nowadays, which is the classic, you know, talking points about why computer science is a good major, but it's true. Um, you know, like Samsung smart fridges and stuff. You know, they need programmers for that that stuff. Yeah, dude, that stuff's that stuff's everywhere, and every yeah. single company is hiring hiring software engineers. Everyone. Yeah. You go to a career oh, yeah. fair, you go to a career fair, and you see like what majors companies are hiring. Every single one of them has CS. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone. Definitely. And the Without starting fail. salary. I mean, Rowan, you can probably speak to this more than me, but the starting salary is huge. Like, yeah. isn't it, like, I mean, 80 to 100K? It's, it's, it's hard, because, I mean, you're, a, lot of, a lot of that data, I think, comes from, like, averages, and there are a lot of, you know, underpaid computer science jobs. Um, 
but I think it's about getting well connected, you know, to, to find those good opportunities because people that really know the science behind stuff, not just people that, I mean, you can go online and learn programming. So what's the difference between someone that goes and learns like, let's say C or like Java, like what's the difference between that person and someone who spends four or four plus how, however many years at a university? You know, how can you distinguish the two? And it's, it's the fact that computer scientists have this knowledge behind the languages that kind of makes them more valuable. So. Let's talk about computer language for a little bit. Like, yeah. why, why are there different languages? Um, like, what are the industry standards for languages across, for specific? Like, do you know mm -hmm. any? Um. So it's it's comp I think it's a multifaceted question. You know, I think there's many languages because um, programming is used for so many things. Uh, like the a, a big reason is how efficient code needs to be. Um, so there's this concept of higher and lower level programming languages, and it describes how close to machine code you're you're writing this stuff. Um, so what, machine code machine? is communicating directly with the computer. There's no translation going on. Um, so like assembler language um, is basically machine code versus HTML is very far. So HTML and like, uh, so like, like Python. Mat MATLAB is, yeah, Python is not even, but they're all very high level languages, right? So um, when they get compiled, they actually get compiled down to lower level languages such as C or machine code at the end, right? So there's this chain of events that happens when this code's compiled. Um, so basically the lower down you are, like let's say you're programming in like C or C++, that's decently low level, you have way more control over things um, as opposed to higher level languages where, where more is assumed. Um, so you're communicating less with the computer. It's so the higher level languages more closely resemble human language, and the lower level languages more closely resemble like ones and zeros, more like on and off, like abstractions, like loops don't exactly exist. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's um, the real need is efficiency and how specific you need to be. Because in a lot of cases, you don't need to be that specific. So there's no point in writing thousands and thousands of extra lines when um you know it why reinvent the wheel when it's just not necessary I, I feel like that's really big in computer science too like not stealing code but like like code is very open source i feel like and just using yeah. it using other like why come up with your own method to do something when someone's already come up with one of the fastest ways yeah no it's very true and i think it's <coughs> it's it's about kind of compiling these these like fragments of code that you find from like you know yeah. whichever yeah. website you want to use <laughs> I, I remember Stack specifically Stack I remember specifically like learning learning Java versus learning C++ and I see Java as kind of just like a higher level <coughs> version of C++ right yeah. so you when I learned Java it was like learning what all the you know the commands mean but when mm -hmm. I learned C++ it was like it was felt it felt like I was learning how to manipulate memory in a way that was working to my benefit. Uh -huh. like you use you use pointers and stuff like that in C plus plus that you don't like I didn't really use in Java. 
Um, it's more complicated, more difficult to remember that kind of stuff, but ultimately you can do more things. Yeah. And I think, I think that's an important thing too, is like how, how the languages are learned is so different. You know what I mean? Cause in, in Java, it's like, there's so many built in functions and everything that you have to learn. Right. So it's, it's kind of like, what if, what have people done with Java and then compiling like those tools as opposed to C plus plus or like C where you're like, how do I manipulate memory and how do I, how do I communicate what I want to do to the machine? Rowan, Rowan, I have a random question. Yeah. What is your favorite programming language print statement? <laughs> System.out.println. System.out.println. It's classic. What is that's that? Our title. That's, that's Java. That's Java. That's Java? Yeah. I think I knew that. That was sorry, the first one Python's I learned. Python's the simplest. Python's the easiest. Print. It's just print. Python? No, it's I love Python. Print. print and then parentheses. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. It's weird how like every, like most coding language or no, coding languages are just kind of like known by their print statements. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> you can identify based on, based on that. Dude, so yeah, MATLABs is stupid. Sorry. I free, what is isn't, it? Isn't it like f print f? Yeah. yeah. F print f. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's print like, in think, a bunch of languages like format too, right? Or like dis like disp. It's been it's been oh, over yeah, a year since I've even touched MATLAB and I have to use it this semester and I'm. Dude, honestly, That's right. my favorite print statement is C plus plus. C out. What? C, C out. <laughs> greater than greater than. My favorite print statement is HTML because it's all just a print statement. Such. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glorified print statement. <laughs> For those who don't know, HTML is a language. HTML like literally is, is a. It literally is a print statement, isn't it's, it? Yeah. <laughs> You're just printing it in different fonts and places nice. along the screen. Well, th- wait, this Yo. is this is very like off on a tangent, but have you guys ever heard of LaTeX? LaTeX, what's no. going on? Not to mention LaTeX. LaTeX, 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 I love LaTeX. Like, it's better HTML. Like it's completely yeah. different. But it's dude, like, if you ever need a, if you ever need to write a report, just oh learn how God, to use LaTeX. Beautiful. It's it so beautiful. So just, like learn <laughs> LaTeX. Every la- type every lab report in LaTeX, and your professor uh-huh. will just give you an A. <laughs> I'm gone. Whoa. No, I know it's what especially I'm useful. This podcast. It's especially useful with like equations and stuff. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, but like typing math makes it so easy to type math in LaTeX. That's yeah. nice. Anyways, what's next yeah. on our list? It's I a good have... preliminary discussion of computer science languages. Well, mm. we we didn't talk about like industry standards. So like when you're out of college and you get a job, like what do they expect out of you? Well, I think it's there's different things, right? And and there's there's concept concepts of like, uh, so there's like a Mern stack and there's like a full stack developer, right? So there's these expectations that you know, a whole boatload of languages that work together in this way for like complete software engineering, like you can totally deliver an entire application. Um, so you're kind of you're you're expected to know a lot. I mean, if you're going into like data science work. Um, where there's a lot of like programming and stuff like MATLAB is important to know but like R and even like C or if you do like database work there's like SQL and Python is important um, so there's there's certain languages that are common uh, everywhere I mean C and C++ if you go down like a ton a ton of stuff is written in in that spe- uh, specifically like applications and web 
design, you know, you have HTML, CSS, and like JavaScript. Mm-hmm. So that's also like very standard. But nowadays, right, wait, there's so JavaScript many libraries and stuff. Used, JavaScript's used a ton, like a ton, really? a ton, a ton. Yeah, there's tons of jobs for JavaScript. Um, but JavaScript has so many libraries uh, that have been written for it that it's like you need to learn someone else's library to get a job. You know what I mean? So you have different things like React.js, Node.js, um, just to name a few. Yo, the only thing I've ever heard yeah. about JavaScript is this one meme that I saw. <laughs> And it was like, son, why are your eyes red? And he's like, okay, dad, I've been smoking weed. <laughs> and the dad's like, don't lie to me. I know it's because you've been coding in JavaScript. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is why we brought Rowan on today, because I, at least for me, I'm way over my head in this. Like, I don't understand most of this. <laughs> the only programming languages I know are like a little bit of Java, HTML, MATLAB, yeah, that's the extension of it. I th- I think it's also interesting because I, like specifically for like R and stuff like the R Foundation, it's like I, I this is just this is just my inkling. But people people will be like programming in a language, and they'll be like, Nah, this sucks about this language, and then they create their own. And of course, it's very different because they think the other languages like suck. So like, Nah, everything needs to be different. So there's different standards in every language because the people that made them think it's like the best way of doing things. Which kind of sucks that people can't agree, but yeah. So R kind of yeah. sucks. I hate R. I hate I've R. Never heard of R. R is, R is terrible. R. R, R, is R is statistical. MATLAB. R is MATLAB, but more command line. Yeah, um, yeah. R R stu- R Studio is just MATLAB. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, literally, R Studio is. Well, so is it. But so is it like a lower level MATLAB? Like with yeah, no, it's, R, like a fr- it's like a free it's probably MATLAB. Higher level, honestly, R is probably a higher level. I don't know. No, it, it's definitely lower level. It's like it's like Walmart MATLAB. <laughs> Honestly, no people. Are, if, if if anyone that actually knows what they're talking about, like, fucking listens to this, they're gonna be like mad at me. But like, <laughs> yeah. it's true. It's no. I no. Here's the thing. If you learn art, you can get a job very easily. Like if you become very good at it. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really good for data. Easy science. to find a job. Yeah. Let's talk about MATLAB that's, a little that's bit. That's boring. We talked about MATLAB, about MATLAB in our first ever episode called episode zero it's our test recording if anybody's listening to this and wants to hear it we'll upload it but you <laughs> have to dm us on instagram <laughs> the only person that's dm'd us on instagram so far is adam Ack. so shout out mr Ack. what's it shout out mr um for this episode can we do a shout out mr schindler facts yeah shout out shout out <laughs> mr schindler Mr. Schindler the, believed the in me when no one else did. The resident <laughs> Brighton computer science teacher. What a legend. Nice. Go he's, a, he's, actually, he's, he's, he's actually the GOAT. I love him. Um, so MATLAB. MATLAB is a... I don't even know. Like a data manipulation programming language. Really, it's a glorified graphing calculator. It's just, Sam, it's just Excel. Sam, before we go any further, <laughs> I, want, I want to hear how everybody feels about MATLAB. Sam, how do you feel about MATLAB? MATLAB, I on a took scale a class, of one to ten. I took class intro to something where I learned MATLAB. It was an eight AM class twice a week. I'm gonna give it a solid four out of ten because it was at eight AM and I hated it. Alright, Rowan. It'll happen. Um Here's here's the thing about MATLAB is is you, you pay for what you get. So <laughs> you, you, you pay for them to to do everything for you. 
and then engineering students just kind of compile all the things that have been done for them. And then they feel a false sense of accomplishment. So I think it's good for that reason. What do you mean you pay for it? They have, no, they have, they have, have libraries for, for everything. You literally yeah. don't have to, like, know anything. Yeah, there's literally a help just, function. There's like, press... a, there's, like, a function. Like, back in do, the do, day, do, do, you actually had to, like, write code. But there's, like, okay. functions for everything that if you anyone, actually write code for. If anyone has MATLAB open right now, does anybody happen to have MATLAB open right now? I computer? can open it on my computer if you want. Open it right now. <laughs> Okay. Well, believe so it or not, I, I, believe it or not, there are MATLAB Easter eggs. I might, I might. Are you oh serious? yeah, there are. I'm, I'm dead serious. There are MATLAB Easter eggs. Go on. My to computer MATLAB can't handle this. I don't know why I did this. And and type in, type in vibes. Type it into the command line. You can also like play like Pac-Man or something on it. Yeah, there's <laughs> a Pac-Man one. But MATLAB has a function. It's just, it's just help. You just type help and then whatever you oh, need I mean, help with. Yeah, I, but and everything then, has that. Well, MATLAB, like... Why don't you just, I've, I've never used the help function. I just look up documentation. Yeah, it just... MATLAB just, like, like opens up, like, a four-page document. With, is that, like, is that what it is? Yeah. Like, yeah, if you type that's help, just documentation. Just documentation. Like, every language has that. Okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, Py- Python has that. I'm pretty sure... Uh, I know, like, Bash has it. It's not really a language, but... Um, yeah, is uh, like Python has it, C++ has it, has it even yeah. though the if you don't like, if you're trying to learn C++, like the C++ documentation is like absolute shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, it can be said about a lot of documentation. <laughs> Talking about MATLAB. I suppose you're right. Did any of you learn Simulink or have to yes. use Simulink? Uh-oh. Yes. Yes. Thankfully, no. Bro, it's so learn. bad. It was Simulink's so bad. the best part of MATLAB, and it's still bad. It's just, it's <laughs> the the UI is just so ass. It's laggy. Yeah. It just doesn't Apparently, make any sense. I was talking. I was talking to an electrical engineer, and he said, um, "Simulink. Everyone hates Simulink at first, but once you use it for like a year or two or three, then you start to love it because apparently it's the only accurate like." software to just like run a simulation on like with a, a like with a gui instead of like command line which is interesting because it was like my computer let me, let me tell you guys how i feel about matlab i fucking love matlab and the reason why i love matlab is because i'm an aerospace engineer you see Fluid dynamics revolves around this one central differential equation, well, these these central differential equations called the Navier-Stokes equations. But the catch (laughs) is that nobody has ever found the solution to these shits. So everything in aerospace is done numerically. Oh, which means you can't do it by hand. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Which means you're doing like... You're doing like thousands of iterations of calculations. Yeah. It's basically like it's it's just, basically it's everything. doing instead of doing an integral, you do like like I know it's not. You do like dx. Like but it's like yeah, instead of doing an integral, you, you do like uh what's You're doing like you, the you trapezoidal like a method. Sum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's exactly. like you just do a tiny remont sum with a tiny dx. Yeah. Like Well. Fuck it. And I know I know you said Sam, you said like MATLAB. It's like a glorified graphing calculator. It's well, really like, not because you can't do any. Uh, the the analytical stuff is like not real. 
I don't trust that shit. I just do well, numerical. That's you have the, to like understand that like MATLAB. I used the very basic functions of MATLAB. Like I didn't do anything special. Um, the extent of my MATLAB experience was like, um, like graphing in three dimensions, and that was like the most advanced yeah. thing I did. Here's here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. If you guys attempted to do a MATLAB assignment in Python, I think you'd have a very great appreciation for MATLAB. No, I love Python. Are you kidding me? Python is no, a million not, times better than MATLAB. No, it's so no, much here's, better. No, no, no. Here's 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 the main <laughs> distinction is because Python libraries are written by people who aren't paid to write them, who don't continue to support them, and the libraries have to work with other libraries under the same circumstances. You pay for MATLAB, so they support all these external functions, um, or in internal, quote-unquote, internal functions. Um, but that's, that's like the magic, is like MATLAB works. You know MATLAB works. You download a, a Python library that you need for something, you don't know. You just don't know. You don't know See, if it works. That's why you stick to, like, the core Python libraries, and then you just... I know, but you just build can't code do... Off of that. No, I know, but, like, MATLAB can do so much more you know without i mean python can do anything that's the magic but it's like yeah libraries like, don't have to work together matlab's libraries and stuff they have it it all just works right, no I, I see what you're saying but like with python you just have so much more power like you can write no, it definitely if you want like definitely it's like working with wood versus legos yeah exactly <laughs> like 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 yeah. you can actually <laughs> like kinda, python, python is working fair. with wood matlab is working with legos yes and then and I agree. Like, no, I definitely agree. No, and then, and then, like, C is working with, like, granite. Like... Yeah, C is working with sand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, on, on Python, can you do, like, stuff that you can do on MATLAB? Like, I don't know if you know the function, like, linspace. I use yes. that all the time. What you do is you, do you, import, do that? you import numpy, and then you do, you do numpy.linspace, and it does the exact I don't want to import anything, though. It's you have there to. on that's MATLAB. But no, no, but if you no, don't but import but anything, Python's, <laughs> Python's <laughs> as useful as, like, Python like notes on iPhone. <laughs> yeah, that's, what's, that's, that's what strikes me as strange about it. No, that's like magic. Every day, there's, like, a million new Python libraries that do a million wonderful things. You know what makes right, me angry yeah. about Python? What? And you guys are going to think this is stupid. But That's as stupid. a person who learned uh, Java, C++, and MATLAB before Python, I think it's stupid that the lines of code don't end with semicolons. Oh, no. All right, hear, hear me out. It, why, 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 like, would, why would they need to? Since exactly. The fact that they don't have to means that they don't have to. Because, but yeah, that because wasn't Python, okay. You make a new coding language <laughs> to get rid of the problems. That's not a problem. No one's complaining about having. Oh, I'm complaining. Nobody's complaining about that. Python <laughs> fixes semicolon. stuff that doesn't need to be fixed. No, the semicolons I mean, are the worst I've... thing ever. No, you're wrong. No, it, you're Python, incorrect. The best thing it about takes Python? one month of coding to learn to just put a semicolon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The best note, and then honestly, you can put a semicolon in Python. You can. It doesn't change the fucking code. <laughs> you can do it. It's not gonna do anything though. But why? 
why is there okay and another thing that i think is like really stupid there are thing there are things in python like that that don't have any meaning like when i was i'm learning python right now they're like you can put double quotes or single quotes to yeah. declare a string like it doesn't matter but oh, you no, might no, want to no, use double does, quotes but because it does matter they just tell but, people yeah. it doesn't i can explain why it does it's uh, <laughs> so long <laughs> explain explain let's go okay okay so if you use quotes double, inside of quotes, don't you need to use single? Exactly. Whatever? Yeah. No. No. If you're if you're gonna use a a quote like a, a like a dat whatever it's called the single quote somewhere like, like an apostrophe. Abbrevi- yeah. Apostrophe. Like if you're yeah. abbreviating something, you have to use double quotes. So just try to use double quotes. It's just better. So why do single quotes exist? Because it's if easy. double quotes are better for literally the, everything, then why do single no, quotes if you, exist? If you have, if you have a string to... or if something and you need to put um, quotes inside the string, I knew a reason before, and I forgot why you would need to do this, but it's very important. I think you need to use a single quote. I could be yeah. mistaken. I think it's yeah, the same in right. MATLAB. It's, it's also um, MATLAB. It's also it's also like a common technique now, I guess, to. If you're writing a single word, you use a single quote. If you're writing a sentence, you use double quotes. It's just what, like, that's just what people do in Python. That's what I've heard, at least. That's also, I like... think chars, chars are defined with single only in some language. Well, in C++ Python. and Java, chars are single and then strings are double. Okay, yeah. But you also declare the type. I think I remember you... <sighs> Also, it's, it's also weird to me that you don't, you don't specify a type. Oh, that's I love that you don't have to specify a type. I hate that. Why? Why would you no, have to sucks. specify a type? That's why. That's why I want to ask you. Why would you have to? If it's a number, it's an integer. If it has quotes around it, it's a string. In well, Java, d- why do you it, have to? It's just. No, no, no. If, if, if you work like, with something like you magically C, you realize that numbers are not created equally. It's like <laughs> if you delete a decimal point, it magically becomes an int and not a float anymore. What the yes, hell? That's true. It it's it's just nice. No, but oh, let's yeah, say yeah. you want it. No, but it, but then it makes it harder because let's say you want it like twenty, but you want it to be a float. Then you have to like express it as twenty like, point, just twenty decimal, and it's a float. No, you, you see that sucks. No, you, you see, see that 20 sucks. 20. that sucks. I don't want to do that. That sucks. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's and stupid I hate and bad. It, and I will never program in Python again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's. let's I, I love Python. Oh, let's right, continue we talked this about Python for like a long time, and I I barely program in Python. So let's talk. About, let's let's continue on. Python, what? So. Actually, let's let's put a pin in this conversation. What is a good beginner language? Python. Python, hundred <laughs> percent. Python. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Python, listen, listen. Python. You can you can do Python like, uh, com- I guess command line. Like you don't need to, you don't need it to be object oriented. Yeah. And then as you get better, you can start writing it object-oriented and get into, like, more, like... Yeah, we, we haven't even discussed object-oriented. It's weird that Python's technically not an object-oriented language, no, it, but you can, I, like, I write a class. What? You can, it, you it can write a class. Object-oriented. Like, you can write your own object. Yeah, I, yeah what is a, it actually defined as? Is Python technically object-oriented? I think it is technically object-oriented, but it doesn't need to be object Like, you don't need to write object-oriented code. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah, Python. No, Python's strictly object oriented. Yeah. Okay. For those, I like I like object oriented programming. I go back and forth. All right, moderator Sam, what are you saying? All right, I'm saying uh, if you want to learn Python, whatever that is, it's not like we've been talking about it for fucking twenty minutes now. 
uh, <laughs> how do you recommend somebody starts learning code, learning how to code? I'm, I'm go literally to, just looking it up to, on the internet right now. No, 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 it, just I'm do this. Go to collab.research.google.com. And it gives you a, an online um, Python, like it gives you an online Python kernel. And you can code in that while following a tutorial online. Udemy, Coursera, YouTube. Oh, yeah. Uh, high school class. High school if class. Anyone College class. This is, I, if you get Mr. Schindler, you're, you're, you're a lucky man. Or you're a lucky okay. Berwin. I, I think I disagree that you should learn Python first. What do you think you should learn? Well, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think it's an objective truth. but I think you might want to learn C++ first. Because I know going from like Java to C++, it's very similar, but it's a little bit whack because it's a lower level language. So you're like, what the and fuck? Honest, honestly, Ben, I'm struggling with that right now, but I think I'd rather have experience with Python going into a more complex language than just learning a more complex language right off the bat. Yeah, having, having, having like an idea of like higher level abstractions such as like classes and loops and you know you don't have to worry about like the stack and shit yeah um, i think that's that's a nice you might thing. be right plus no but here's here's the thing here's the thing what we're, we're talking as people who are in like college but when i started learning i learned python when i was like insanely young if someone tried to teach me programming and they're like no you can't cast like an unsigned int like it's I'm like what what do you I'm gonna like I'm I'm done I'm done programming without <laughs> teaching me programming because I now hate it you know yeah. Python's very forgiving and so I think teaching Python to kids is much easier that is kind of true that's something I've never thought about before it's C++. like it's very for how like easy it is like how close it is to the English language it's very mm-hmm. it's very powerful yeah you know what Dude, I'm saying C++ is fucking raw yeah. Dude, and C I is mean, fucking raw. C, C is fucking C is, raw. C raw dogs me. The fact that a string is just... Like, there really aren't even strings. It's just an array of characters. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's a C string. For my for my class, I was taking 449. We had to, we had to like... So there's this, um, there's this function called ma- malloc, which means that you designate memory space for a certain type. And uh, we had to like rewrite malloc, so we had to write our own malloc function, and it sucked. And that's actually all I'm going to say about it. But it was not fun. It was not good. It was not fun. And I and I yeah. Anyway, I thought I had this somewhere in the outline, but like oh, I did. What what's like your favorite project that you've done in CompSide? This is actually to all of you. I mean, the most I've ever done was turn on and off an air conditioning unit depending on the temperature using MATLAB. But what have you guys done? Ben, you talked about your drone earlier. That's kind of cool. Oh, uh, that's not my favorite thing that I've done, honestly. That was pretty damn simple. What's your favorite? <laughs> um, pretty damn simple. Fuck off, Ben. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> the, okay. I'm going to explain why it was pretty damn simple, okay? So, it was just like... How do I explain this? The actual testing part was only complicated because you had to do a lot of testing. The, how you how you change the 
quadcopter's behavior, like we didn't actually like build a PID controller. There was a PID controller built for us, and we had to change coefficients. It was just changing numbers on a screen. Okay. No, but and that's we, like a freshman we did year actually project. Have like, to, that's like, what that's expected. <laughs> we so my favorite project was last not like last semester like like spring semester freshman year um i was in so i'm a computer science minor by the way so i'm going through like all the all the core computer science classes Classic. and we coded euchre that's fun that's cool yeah it's the euchre simulation what euchre is it's a great game that i've won a lot of money playing over my time <laughs> yeah so so we're in michigan we're in the midwest so there's like you just code euchre so you have like you have like a card class you have a euchre is also a little player, bit player class because like you're only you're only dealing with 24 cards compared to the normal 52 yeah so, i have a story yeah. about programming card games that i'll tell in a second because it leads into something else okay. um but yeah that is a fun project i think programming games like that's like such a good way to learn yeah it was it was mad fun also, Euchre's strategy is, like, complicated, and the rules of Euchre are also somewhat complicated. So that's, if you've never played Euchre before in your life, it's, you wouldn't understand, but if you've actually, like, played many years of Euchre, you understand how complicated a game can get. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, so I cannot, I cannot imagine doing that project as someone who didn't know the rules of Euchre. Oh, yeah, Bro, no, be I think I would die. It, Wait, Ben. Did you did you write bot like write bots to play other, as other people? Or so was it not the, the bots had like a predefined strategy. So outlined in like the project spec, they gave us like this bot will do exactly this and exactly this scenario. But what I kind of want to do is I want to rewrite like a player strategy, and I want to rewrite write, it as rewrite it as machine learning code. Just like God yeah. tier. I yeah. want to write. I want to write like a you really good, unbeatable euchre bot. Yeah, I mean, you, you could, dude, you could create a bot. Like, dude, you could create a bot that like knew everybody else's hand. Dude, this is this is what I was this is what I was thinking. What if you had a bot that literally knew what cards was were in its hand? Uh, they knew um, what cards had been played already. Um, and they just simmed all possible games. That's literally what and a then made a de- and then made a decision. You know what would be really interesting based off of that. Ben, if ben, you... that's what that's what a machine learning bot does. I mean, It'll sort of. Go play, possible. go play like Bitcoin Euchre online, and then win tons of money. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, ML is ML is like you give it training data, yes. so it figures out like in what situation is playing this card beneficial but i'm talking about like actually it's your turn like sim all the possible games and then calculate you need you your need expected like a value. super computer yeah i know i know i know you have like 10 seconds all... for a turn you're like yeah i'm Dude. only through two percent of possible <laughs> outcomes it would what not be you... feasible on my lenovo yoga c930 but <laughs> my samsung smart is not computing these <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, if you if you wrote it machine learning, it would be able to like predict like decently well what other people are most likely to do in that case scenario. And yeah, but yeah. You, you don't need machine learning because it's like it's. I think it's statistically easy enough. You know what I mean? So I mean, someone 
probably some statistician already made some, you know, analysis uh, yeah, I mean, of how yeah, many playing. Writing so in Python, there you go. You have plenty of libraries. Facts. What if you gave the kitty to, like, like, if you gave the bot what is in the kitty, so it just has more information? <laughs> well, that's just illegal. It's illegal. I mean, I could bot. give... I could give the bot what's in my hand, yeah. and I would, I would win. All, all Luger, like more luck than I want it to be. Like it's a decent. Luger's like luck. all luck. It's not all. It's luck. all luck. It's all luck. It's not all luck. Luck. <laughs> like it's, it's not. It's not all luck. <laughs> I've it's seen. I've know. seen. No, You'd no. Be one of the best. The one of the best. Um, one of the best plays I've ever seen out of a Euchre player. I was playing with my friend for like a decent amount of money and i remember he reneged on a loner sweep like the other team had a loner sweep and he just like reneged to stop that and then we won the game in lost hand wait lost two points instead of four yeah that's the you can't that's that's in bad that's in bad faith no i don't know if you can do that one it's smart i'm gonna i'm gonna call Fuck you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a bitch. Uh, but, like, the strategy for Euchre, like, becomes more... Like, it's very situational. Um, Obviously, if you know what's in everybody's hands, you still can't really decide if you're gonna... I mean, you'll know you if you win. A, you but make approximately... The thing is, per hand, you make approximately, like, one important decision. Yeah. Yeah, the rest like, of it's you, like you, you have, have Euchre, to play a card. Euchre Bitcoin bot, you would have to play a ton of hands to see. Is Euchre be, like, Bitcoin probably win? Because I kind of want to play it now. <laughs> it definitely is. I got There's some Bitcoin All, all those games. Just, do you, actually? Yeah, because all my gambling money from this football season was transferred to Bitcoin, so now I have all that money. Oh, I was going to say, bought when it was, when it was low. Um, I, mean, I have some I have stock a, in it, but... Noah, what's your favorite project before I... I've I, I've been thinking. There's a couple fun ones I've done. Um, yeah. I mean, my current favorite. It's. I mean, I'm working on it right now with my professor. Um, I was working on it over the summer. It's more like along the data analysis side instead of like programming a robot like Ben was doing. And I'm assuming Rowan, yours is going to be more like along the computer science line. But um, basically, uh, it's like. I'm trying to think of the easiest way to say this. Um, it's very science-based behind it. Uh-huh. Um, and then, so it's like uh, separating two spectra into a background and foreground. Uh, it's like gravitation. It's it's really cool. It's it's based on gravitational lensing. I'm explaining it really poorly. It's um it's from gravitational lensing. It's so, like for people who don't know, it's like when two stars or galaxies or it's really galaxies line up uh with respect to earth so like looking straight out it'll be like a galaxy in a galaxy like that and so yeah. when you take a spectra of it you get a you get a spectra of both the forefront and the background galaxies but the background is obviously a lot weaker so then you have because to because earth is blocking it no because the the source no, like the the lens in front of it is blocking it Solar it's system, solar system, I'm <laughs> Earth. Okay, okay, okay. Rowan, 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 Rowan. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. explain your gravitational lensing? Oh my god, yeah. this is like the biggest tangent in a computer yeah, science this is, this is why podcast I didn't ever. This up. Okay, so you have you have observer right here, right? Yeah. Observer on the right side, and you have some massive object in the middle, like a galaxy, uh, like a galaxy, or a galaxy cluster. And then you have some light source here. Okay. You will have light. So light is bent by gravity, right? Yeah. yeah. So you will have light rays that go like up, and then come into contact with the gravitational field of this galaxy here and then get mm-hmm. bent into the eyes of the observer yes okay. exactly. so like you'll see the galaxy if you're the observer you'll see it from like all sides yeah of so, like, like the it, galaxy because like light will get bent around it but no, you're the, simulating I, that you so fucking madman I'm, I'm not focusing on that as much what ben was saying but more that you know how he said like the two light sources will be combined Yes. So when you see, like, when you observe them through a telescope, both the light sources will be overlapped on each other, and then you get a spectra of both of them. Oh, so you're trying to separate them. And then, so, I'm, yeah, basically. I'm that writing a program to complex. separate them. What? That sounds cool, that sounds super cool, but that sounds yeah, insanely complicated. it's really complicated. It's, but the thing is, it's in Python, and it's with, like, a giant collaboration, so it's, a lot okay. of it's, um... A lot of the infrastructure is already built, like the simulation tools and stuff like that. That's good. So I'm, I have to like run multiple simulations and like go along those lines, and then actually write the program to separate the spectra. Yeah. Like that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm not doing the actual simulation. I'm just like running a simulation and then separating. Uh huh. It's really fun. That is that is really cool. Wow. That is mine is not impressive at all. What all right, you all right, what is yours? Let's hear it. I wrote, I, I, I've written like literal games in like, in like Java basically, but it's like Bro, this that's... derivative Java, JavaScript. But I mean, that's the most fun I've had, you know? That was the most fun I've had. It was a great time. Um, Dude, games are mad cool. Are they I, like, are I, like, I, 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 I took use... a class in high school called video gaming where we just made video games, but it was like one of those like block coders where you just like yeah. drag and drop. Scratch. Everything. My man was using Scratch. Rowan, I mean, I, like a, I wrote a game like a, in um, yeah. C-sharp. I wrote a super basic oh, game in C-sharp and... Uh, like a console what, game? What else was it? Oh, in Unity. What? Oh, in, in yeah, Unity. Yeah, in Unity. Okay. Yeah, C-sharp, C-sharp and Unity yeah. is like kind of C-sharp. Yeah, it's like it's like fake C sharp because it's yeah. It's like I went from like Unity and to there. try to actually program C sharp, and it was a very harsh transition. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Unity Bro, already has you, so many built-in functions. What's Bro, up, do you use like? Do you use like a a um a library for graphics? Like there, are there I use so I use. I use Java processing. So Java processing is super nice because it's a ton built in for you, but you also get a lot of the base Java functionality. And I think it's a good tool to like learn programming, but it's also just fun to play around with because it's like it's like um you get like a canvas, you know? Like the whole thing is is driven by visuals. So I don't know if you guys saw um the evolution simulator youtube video oh i love like, that Jack video oh, that was that was like that was like the language it was uh, java processing it might have been p5js but that's like the same thing uh, but quickly i want to talk about so so ben talked about um writing euchre i tried to write um texas hold'em 
in um, this 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 Minecraft server, which the whole premise of the Minecraft server is it's like Yo. you can make games and you can like yeah. program. And it's like the coolest thing ever. It's called Diamond Fire. If anyone wants to check it out. Wait, Ron, have, have you written any mods? Have you written any Minecraft mods? I was I was going to, but by the age that I was ready to write them, I didn't I, I didn't have a lot of interest in that anymore. Sadly. Bro, I, I want to write Minecraft mods. So I'm, bad. I've been working on and off with one of my my friend wrote one. It's really, sick. yeah. What did what is it? It's like I think it's like halfway done, and it's okay. I I don't know what it's called, but he's. It's basically, from what I can tell, it's like you spawn in the nether, and then have to work your way up, up like, worlds. That's cool. It's like you, you spawn in the nether and have to work your, yeah. How do you get obsidian how, in the nether? How do you get obsidian in the nether? Uh, I, I don't know. He's, He's probably, probably like crafting recipes. I, I, he has a whole plan, so. Wait. Mm. No, I there's, there's like, fake, way to do that. in, in 1.16, there's, like, the portal, like, the half portals now. Oh yeah, there, the yeah nether, there's the broken the broken portals or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so you can get a that way. So you get can't this. get diamonds, so you would have to get really lucky. You also one of those. you also have to find a fortress to get tools. I think I think there are tools in fortress chests. Yeah, there are. Yeah, yeah. Plus, there's also just like gold and I don't know. If you, there's definitely iron. I don't know if you. But you're definitely gonna get you're definitely gonna get rocked before you find another. Maybe fortress. we'll do a Minecraft yes. podcast episode. I feel like that would <laughs> yeah, be a fun. Did I get invited back for that? Rowan, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a Minecraft pro. <laughs> okay. Rowan, you no, dude, 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 you don't know. I'm, I'm a Minecraft, Minecraft pro, bro. I pro I probably played over five thousand hours of Minecraft. <laughs> I too. kid you not. I kid you not. <laughs> okay, bro, that was the better. That was the better part of my childhood. Rowan, you're coming back like, for Minecraft, dude. Building blocks uh, okay. for about one and a half. For about one and a half nights every weekend last year, um, my friend and I would just stay up till 5 a.m. playing Minecraft. One we time got I so did. much stuff done. One time from <laughs> in, for, in my freshman year of college, I got back from a Frisbee tournament at, like, I think it was, like, noon or one or something, and I was, a, I was ready to, like, knock the fuck out. And I remember my roommate was like, you want to play Minecraft? I was like, sure. I yes. played for twelve the hours. Answers. I played for twelve hours straight. <laughs> the answer is always yes. I sat down at my computer and played for twelve hours straight. I didn't do anything else. I didn't shower. I don't that think. Bro, <laughs> my friend and I have full netherite armor, and if we lose it, it's so easy to get back because we have a giant villager trading setup where <laughs> we just we just buy books. We don't even use villagers. Villagers are so insanely overpowered in like late game. Right, we, we can't like exactly. talk about Minecraft. We can't like talk about yeah, Minecraft. We, we, we okay. really funnel this, funnel this back into coding. No, no, but no, no, no. But this is an important important discussion because I think Minecraft can be such an amazing tool to get uh, kids involved in that. Like one of my first experiences was actually um, using command blocks in Minecraft. I mean, I learned Python like like at a very low level of like python when i was when i was younger but i mean the the whole like logic and and everything of using like command blocks in minecraft is what really got me invigorated in like computer science for anyone that doesn't know it's a great tool there are a couple different versions of minecraft uh java edition obviously is written in java i believe bedrock is written in c++ what's so it runs they're they're very bedrock is just a different version uh there's one big it's probably way more optimized than there's one big difference. It does run I faster. God, what it is. Um, there's like minor. There's like minor things that are different with it, like uh, 
Pocket Edition. (laughs) Dude, I remember when Pocket Edition was, like, terrible. And then they added, like, a redstone. Yeah. Redstone. Wait, we can't talk about Minecraft anymore, but redstone logic is... Like, what you can do... What people do with redstone is crazy. Some kid made a freaking freaking graphing calculator. Dude, that... Minecraft is turning complete. So is PowerPoint, though. So. Alright, we might have to move this <laughs> Minecraft episode up a little bit, because... Yeah. If I can, if I can re- recommend any, um, video, it's like, it's like, some dude made, like, a, a computer and stuff in PowerPoint, he was just showing, like, the insane capabilities of PowerPoint. Dude, <laughs> I literally... It's nuts. I was literally, I was literally so proud of myself for making, like, a calculator in minecraft that it could only add like numbers one to ten <laughs> <laughs> you know or like one to five play play minecraft in minecraft <laughs> it's possible speaking of like videos on youtube uh my, have any of you seen michael reeves on youtube yeah bro he's fucking hilarious and i remember watching michael reeves back when he was not popular which was actually not that long ago no. But I was like, "How is this kid? Twelve? Is this kid eleven? Ten? Sh- maybe." This shit is so funny, and he, he like very funny. he like tries to explain the computer science behind it, and he's just like, "Just getting some nerd shit back to what we're doing." I mean, like, I, I think. Sorry, Ben. Continue. I watched like Code Bullet, and that's like the extent of computer I, science. Code Bullet and Code Parade. Uh, all right, let me let me quickly. Can I recommend some some coding channels? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Go ahead. Um. So Sebastian Leg is I think wait, I think that's what Um he is Sebastian Leg is one of the it's no he's the best coding channel ever. Ever. That just best. By far. So but he does these things called like coding adventures where where he takes these like um a lot of them are like game design type things and uh he kind of explores them in like a insanely intuitive and and very like visually pleasing way and it's very relaxing they're like the best videos like the best videos by far but yeah i think it's interesting that there's like william osman and um michael reeves like that that's become like such a popular like subgenre of youtube videos Okay, I think that is all we have for today. We're over an hour. We haven't been over an hour in a while. Um, yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. No, it's, uh, it's good. It's good. Rowan, thank you for coming. We'll have you back Thanks for, so much Minecraft, for, having me here. for Minecraft night, I guess. Oh, my <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, it's gotta be a follow the Instagram, chaylift underscore talks dot pod. Um, next week, we're talking about space, I believe. Uh... I don't really know what that entails, but we'll find out next week. Space is space is just cool, man. Yeah. Space is just cool. All right, thank you, everybody, Period. and goodbye.